there, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show, we have Dr. John Maxwell. And he is actually going to be on the show also for the next two days because this message was so good that I couldn't just take a small clip of it. I had to put the entire thing on. And he's going to be talking to us about just his new book, which is Change Your World. Basically, we all can change the world around us if we just believe. And one of those ways that we do that is by values, is by instilling values not only in our lives, but into the lives of those around us and by living those values and teaching others how to as well. Here's John. Let's talk about transformation. Let's, let's, let's talk about changing our world. I was 17 years of age when I really established my relationship with God. I was going to school a couple days later on a Friday morning and I read a passage in Corinthians that said, if we are in Christ, we become a new creation. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. And it was at that moment as a very, as a teenager, a young Christian, I realized that my life had been transformed. And, and I went to school that day as a transformation carrier. I was carrying the message of the good news of what God had done in my life. And I can tell you that throughout my years, This desire to see people know God, have their life incredibly positively changed, has just increased. And the process was very simple. In the beginning, I just wanted to make a difference. If you come up to me as a young person, I'd say, I just want to make a difference. I didn't know how I was going to make a difference. I didn't know when I was going to make a difference. I I didn't even sometimes know why I wanted to make a difference, but I just knew I wanted to make my life count. And over the years, I have found that desire to make my life count, add value to people, see lives be changed, absolutely increase. And that's what the teaching's about today. The teaching about today is transforming in our own life and transformation in the life of others. Let me just ask you this question. How many of you, as you look now, 2021 in front of us, how many of you would like to improve your life this year? Let's let's just do a little poll here. Okay, looks looks pretty good to me. me. Let me ask you another question. How many of you would like to see the person that you're sitting beside have their life greatly improved this year? I mean, now, now let me just say something. You were more eager on question two. You, the excitement level on question two was a little bit higher pitched than, than, than on, on, on level one. Well, we're going to talk about how we do it. And, and we have choices. When, when we do, don't like what's happening, we have, we have one of two choices. We can either curse the darkness or we can turn on the light. And, and what we need to understand is that cursing the darkness improves no one's life. But if we turn on the light, all of a sudden we have a, a way that we can bring incredible, beautiful life change to other people. And, and I want to encourage us in this teaching today to turn on the light. And as I talk about changing your world, I'm not the first one to talk about it. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 5, basically taught a change your world message. Let's look at the scripture, okay? Let's dive into it. It's on the screen. Jesus starts off in his teaching by saying, let me tell you why you're here. Let's stop right there. 
A lot of people come to me and they say, John, I would really like to know what God's purpose is for me in my life. I would really like to know what God's will for me in my life. And I say, well, you know, it's quite simple. Jesus kind of set that straight at the beginning of his ministry. Let me tell you why you're here. Let me tell you why you are on earth. And now he begins to explain. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Now, he emphasizes again. Here we go. Here's another way to put it. In other words, if you don't understand salt, let me share it with you another thing. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I put you there, on the hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. Oh, this is a huge verse. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous father in heaven. Jesus basically said that we change our world by being salt, which makes things better, and light, which makes things brighter. In other words, we are to be catalytic in helping people find God. Now, when we begin to understand our responsibility to be catalysts for change, the first thing that we understand is the fact that there are a lot of people who don't want to change. Would you agree with that? How many of you know people who just, they just, they're just kind of stuck in the mud? I mean, they yeah, okay, yeah. And, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to ask the question. You, you know it's coming, don't you? How many of you are sitting beside that person right now? Okay, don't, don't go there. Just, you know, just trust me, don't go there. As I think about change, the reason people don't like it is because it's uncomfortable. It gets them out of their comfort zone. By the way, in COVID-19, as I've shared this year, I've done a lot of, oh my gosh, I've done a, a lot of, of, of virtual teaching. Uh, more, I, I've, I've done more teaching this year than I've ever done to more people than I've ever done. And one of the things I shared with them with this year that we've just gone through is that, that, um, that a crisis is a detour. In, in other words, what a crisis is, is it takes us out of our rhythm and out of our way of doing things. And, and all of a sudden, the, the way that we're familiar with, the way that we understand, the way that we appreciate is taken from us and we're now going a different way. It's a detour. And in fact, I, I've been encouraging everybody, enjoy the detour tour. And the reason you want to enjoy it is because you're seeing things that you've never seen before. You're going places you've never been before. You're experiencing things you've never experienced before. And, and this is where the learning and the growing of life becomes. So, so, so take the tour, tour, and here's the statement. Everything, everything that you want or need, but you don't have, stay with me. Everything that you want or you need, but you don't have it, it's outside of your comfort zone. That's why you don't have it. If it was in your comfort zone, you'd already have it. You would say, oh my gosh, I need that, so I'm going to go get it. And you take it and you move on. The only reason that we don't get it is because it's out of our comfort zone. 
And, and, and what's so beautiful is people are out of their comfort zone right now. They're all on the detour tour, whether they want to be or not. And it's an incredible time for transformation. And here's why. Because when people are hurting, that's when they're willing to make their most important changes in life. Okay, this, this is gonna be a little weird to some of you, but I think Christians grieve way too much when adversity comes. I, I, I don't really understand it, but I watch us and we put our hopes in the wrong people and the wrong things. And I can promise you right now, that adversity is a friend to Christianity. Church history tells us this. And, and when I watch Christians say, boy, I just, uh, wow, this would be taken from us. We're gonna lose this. I look in there and I say, excuse me, excuse me. I thought that we were pilgrims in this world. I, I, I just had misunderstanding. I didn't know that this is where we were gonna live eternally. I just thought this is where we're passing through. But let's talk about being comfortable or not being comfortable. Just do me a favor right now, quickly, just cross your arms, okay? Everybody just cross your arms, okay? Now, we've done this thousands of times, haven't we? And let me just say something. Every time you cross your arms, you do it the same way, every time. You know you've done this thousands of times and you have never done it the other way. Okay, let's do it the other way. Feels so uncomfortable, doesn't it? I mean, this certainly can't be the right way. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, clasp your hands, clasp your hands. Clasp your hands with me, okay? Good. Now, every time you clasp your hands, you do it the same way. Every time, you've done this 10,000 times, every time you do it the same way. You've never done it the other way, but you can clasp your hands. Just move one finger over and let's do it again. Oh. That feel, doesn't it feel uncomfortable? I'm not sure that you can pray with your hands clasped like this. I'm not even sure God can hear your prayer if you, I mean, come on, let's get it back to the way it's supposed to be. Let's go get it back to the right way. Now I say that because people change in four different seasons. This is a whole leadership talk, okay, that I can do for about two hours, but because you're so smart, I'm gonna do it in one minute. Honest to God. If I was with most congregations, this would be a series. But you're just smarter. Okay, here we go. Here we go. People, people change when they hurt enough they have to. When they see enough, they're inspired to. When they learn enough that they want to. And when they receive enough that they're able to. Those are the four times that people change. And I want to talk to you about just one of them. The hurting enough that you have to. One year ago, if we were been at Christ Fellowship, there would have been nobody wearing masks. We would have, we would have been looking at 2020 and, and we would have never envisioned all the things that we've had happen to us. This is, I call 2020 the shock and numb year. We've been surprised at what we've seen and then we've seen so much and been so much out of our comfort zone that we're just kind of numb to about everything. But what I want you to grapple with today in being a transformational catalyst is the fact that in hurting times, this is a very opportune time for you to really make a difference. One of the negatives that have come out of all of this is the fact that there has been a, a decline in trust. Uh, I call it the trust fall. 
I put some stats on the screen. In 1964, 77% of Americans trusted in the federal government. 30 years later, only 20% do. And I know we think, well, you got Vietnam, you got Watergate. Of course, you got all kinds of things that we could point to. But I can tell you it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. I'll come back to that. In 2014, 70% of the people believe that most people can't be trusted. You see, what happens is when we lose our way with values, I'll come back to this. When we lose our way with values, all of a sudden, trust begins to fall. First in institutions, then in people. As I've traveled the world, the difference between countries and cultures that do well and countries and cultures that don't do well is what I call the trust factor. In fact, I want it to be put on your screen so you can visually see it for a moment. Social trust is the confidence that other people will do what they ought to do most of the time. Trust becomes a very vibrant factor that people thrive in when people do what they ought to do. And the word ought catches my attention because where did they get their ought? Where, where, did, where did they get their ought that they do what they ought to do? They got it from learning and living good values. Trust is the environment where people thrive and do well. I have noticed that point so clearly in the past several years, the fact that it seems like nobody trusts anybody anymore, that everybody's always skeptical and there's always something going on and why are you being this way to me and, you know, whatever it might be. But that is so true, and he makes a valid point here. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Change Your World, Dr. John Maxwell. You can also find out more information about him at his website, johnmaxwell.com. Well, that is all I have for you today. Please join us again tomorrow for the rest, or the part two, actually, of John Maxwell's message. And I will see you then. Have a great day. God bless. God bless.